Blog Talk Radio. Good morning. This is Mara. Welcome to You Are Okay with Blog Talk Radio. We're so happy that you're here with us today. The music behind me is Quiet Mind Projects, Distant Smoke. We are going to be listening to Distant Smoke by the Quiet Mind Project, Already Here by the Quiet Mind Project, Meditation Station's Pool of the Soul, and The Winds of Peace will close us out with Lynn, which is done by Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli. I'm pleased that you are here with me today, and I'm a bit jealous of Bob, who I think may be standing on a pyramid right now. Welcome to all of you. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Bob has gone to Europe, and last week uh, he was in Italy in Rome, which I think is just exquisite, and I'm happy for him. For those of you who haven't gone to Rome, there is something in Rome, I believe, that will connect with each and every soul on this planet. There is a huge spiritual energy there that reminds us that we should abide by the commandments that Jesus gave us as the most important. Love God with your heart, your mind, and your soul, and love others as you love yourself. It's the loving yourself part that is really the mission that Bob and I are on. It's the message that we have been asked to deliver. It's the reminding to each of you that you are enough. There is nothing you need to do. Today's meditation on Friday was a reminder that we are each enough and that we have something to do. We have a contribution to the scheme of things here on this planet. And that contribution will make a difference. It may be a small thing, such as opening a door for someone who needs help, or maybe a grand scheme, such as calling us today and telling us about your stories with how your parents have taught you to live life. The call-in number is 646-595-3584, and we look forward to hearing from you. Today I am running the switchboard and managing the show, something normally I do not do. I do run the switchboard because I've become a little more accustomed to it. But Bob is the manager of the show. So the format may not quite be the one that we normally follow, but I hope that it will nonetheless give each of you peace and help you on your journey today and throughout the week. On Friday, our meditation was basically about propelling yourself into life. It's so easy for all of us, and especially in the world that we currently live in that is so dominated by the media. It's dominated by television. It's dominated by the radio right now. It's dominated by the Internet, which I believe is a form of media communication for each and every one of us. It's it's something that can take our time, absorb our time, and keep us from living, keep us from going out and connecting with other people. And the passage that we're meditating on this week is Propel Yourself and Live. For those of you who haven't listened to this program before, we basically have two parts to it. On Sundays, Bob and I talk about love, loving ourselves, and then taking that love for ourselves and loving others. On Fridays, I do a meditation program that is grounded in a book that I scribed for God for love. Try substituting the word love every time you want to say God. It will adjust your thinking about who you are, who God is, and what life is about. Bob and I don't care about what word you use to call God. Perhaps you call God by using the word Jesus, beautiful messenger. Perhaps you call God by using the word Yahweh, wonderful word. 
Perhaps you call God by using the word Allah. Peace be with you, my friends. Perhaps you call God by using the word Great Spirit. Amen. Whatever word you use to define God in your life, we are all on a mutual journey to reconnect with our source. The meditation program is designed to help people remember and rejoin in their connection with love, with God, to be transfused with God's energy and be ready to face each day, reaching out and love, remembering because we love ourselves. The perfection is not expected. We don't know what part of ourself will be the part that will make a difference. Maybe it will be the day when we scream out and we're angry and we are our lowest self. And that day caused someone to look at us and say, wow, that isn't who Mara normally is. And that person reaches to their highest self. And that may be the event that will echo around as that person feels the wonder and the joy of reaching to their highest self because I was their student. I was their student. I taught them that day what the lowest self looks like. So I was also their teacher. These are reciprocal roles we play throughout life. And in those roles, in and through those roles, we provide each and every person an opportunity to reach out in love when we are our lowest selves and when we are our highest selves. That is such a huge, huge thing for me to recognize. It was a giant step for me to come to recognize that meditation, prayer, is not supplication, but instead reunion. Coming back to the source and allowing the source to remind us of our value. Each and every one of us are valuable. The passage that we're meditating on this week is propel yourself and live. You share a common purpose with all mankind. Live fully the life the Divine One gave you. You cannot do that if you allow yourself to be protected and do not take the risks associated with living your life. The serenity created by allowing another to protect you is a false peace. You must face and conquer the challenges life presents you in order to grow and find true peace of being with the Divine One. The Buddhist call, facing the challenges, is learning to live in peace, not joining the chaos because there is suffering around you. It doesn't mean that you're oblivious to the suffering. It doesn't mean that you don't do things such as some Buddhist monks have done, lighting themselves on fire. What a statement. But it's a recognition that we can do more when we don't become part of the chaos. It's a recognition that when we act in love, we will help more. It's a realization that when the suffering ends, there is peace. And on Fridays we work on rejoining ourselves with that peace, with love, and remembering that each of us is valuable enough. Each of us is special. Each of us is loved by God, by love. I've run across a couple of passages today that I'm um, actually three that are also lovely and they came to me this morning in my emails. What a divine blessing. There is no accident in life. Everything is a synchronicity. Everything. If we open our eyes, God is leading us. Love is there telling us what to talk about. This passage title or this Programs titled BM Space Creams Life Lessons from Our Parents. Oh my gosh, my children must be dying. I'm not even someone who feels good talking about Ekrement. Not that I don't have an occasional 
you know what word, caca word. But it was amazing that this was the title, and Bob was a little bit uncomfortable with it. And then we talked about something else, and we still ended up with this topic that needed to come forward. And then I didn't come last week, and then I looked at the topic, and I thought, oh, do we really need to go with this topic? But all of my instincts said yes, because this is about the lessons that our parents teach us, designed to help us to remember that our bodies can live for a long time. Now, do we need to necessarily worry about whether we have bowel movements every day? Well, there's some parents who think that's important. Some of you out there could call in and say, my mom and dad talked about that every day. They told me that was vital. And why did they tell you that? I told my children it was vital that they use creams on their bodies. Why did I tell my daughters that? Because it's sustaining the physical form. Because as we as a species, become more attuned to our nature of love. We will live longer. We will find ourselves becoming less involved in the stressful issues of life. And when the stress and the disease begin to subside, when we choose not to engage ourselves in the travails of life, but instead to move forward looking at the luster of the moment and reaching out to others in love. Not clinging to physical possessions ourselves, but instead releasing those possessions. Letting, believing there is enough. There is enough, so therefore we do not need to hoard. We do not need more. And as long as everyone needs are taken care of, then the fact that some people's needs are better taken care of than others is, should not create a resentment because who cares? That's not to say that individual initiative and work doesn't matter, but who cares if someone has more than me as long as I have enough? And when we let go of who caring about the acquisition by others, we let go of one of the stressors in life, and we will live longer. So we'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute, but let us take a moment, please, and listen to Janelle Moon's. We're going to pull our breaths together using Janelle Moon's um, centering exercise that Bob does. Although, um, once again, I miss Bob today. I've missed him for a couple of weeks, but I miss him today, especially as I'm doing this program. So let us, we're going to listen now to the Quiet Mind Project. We're already there. As we begin to center ourselves, as we begin to value ourselves and remember that we are enough. Each of us is enough and that there is enough so that we can share, so that we can release some of our acquisitive habits, so that we can say thank you. And I'll tell you a story about that when we back a personal story related to some of the things that my parents have taught me. But for right now, we're going to begin centering ourselves using the Quiet Mind Project. We're already there. And then we will move into Pool of the Soul by Meditation Station. Please find a quiet spot, a place where you feel attuned and connected to love. You are, you know. Your center, your divining rod is your chakras. And love is waiting to join you right now. To be a part of you every day, every second. Giving you snippets about what is around you. So that you feel valued. So that you feel prepared. So that you come to know that you can enter the moment in peace. And by saying that, that doesn't mean that you are a non-participant. But instead, that as you focus on 
a moment. You are enough. Without joining the chaos that every moment provides a quiet, quiet spot that you can claim for your own. Janelle Moon says, There is a seed in you that is your center. It is your spiritual center and is the place where your love sprouts and grows. It lies in the heart, in the deepest place of your being, where love is never ending. It is the place love can find protection. Love can find its root. Love can find its wings to grow. This is your center. This is the place in you that holds your heart with harmony. This is the place in which you matter. From your heart, you are centered. You are in a green, growing place of love. Love starts with you and shines its face on you. Love loves you. Love spreads to your neighbors, to the world. You are centered. You are love. You are centered in the wonder of love. Please take three deep breaths, pulling the energy of love through your body. Breathe deeply as though you were breathing through the soles of your feet, pulling love's energy up through the front of your body. Pull it up. Pull it up the front of your thighs. Come together in a spiritual force of energy, pulling love up through your chakras, aligning your spine and energy of love in you, your value, your importance, believe you are enough, <coughs> say you are enough, pull the energy up, 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 and feel at the top of your head it opening and love's energy joining you transfusing you and reminding you of your value. Each of us has value. We are each a precious, unique stone in a cosmic ring of illustrious beauty. Blow out the air. And as you blow it out, say, I am enough. Now let's pull the air in again and let us say, I am loved. And pull the air, blow the air out again. I am enough. Pull the air in. Feel yourself start to lighten as you're pulling that energy in. And know you are enough. You are loved. You are special. You are needed. You are valued. You are a treasure. Now let us extend our right arm out and begin a circle of love for this planet taking on our status as revolutionaries for love 
not to change how people feel about God, about love, but to show love. To see more in another than he or she is showing you. To recognize that everyone is a player in this game of life and has value and importance. And to show love, to change ourselves, my friends, to show love. I can feel the union of those who are listening now and those who will come later as we open our palms and know that we are enough, that we are here players to show what love can do, that we are beginning a revolution of people beginning to see the value of themselves, not needing to sign and define their value from their things. But instead, to recognize their innate value just because they are. I feel this circle going around the planet and I see our planet beginning to suffuse love I see the infusion of our energy as we reach out our left arms and close the circle. I see the planet exploding with the beauty of love. Let us sit for one minute, which is a long time, my friends. Let us sit for one minute in the peace of our connection, knowing we are enough. That together we make a difference and that individually we matter and make a difference. Each one of you can change the world, one person at a time, by being loved. And each one of you can change the world by recognizing that just because you were not your highest self today, in a one moment, you become new. You begin to reflect your highest self. You are an illustrious gem added to the ring of life. You are enough. Our minute of silence, please. those of like mind and heart recognize their common nature with you. I selfishly cherish this moment as I feel my body vibrating with the love of those who are listening, the connection of energy, the power that we hold in our circle of love. I see this planet popping, popping with bubbles of love, gentle bubbles that when they touch their skin, your skin, 
you feel them and it brings pleasure to you, a smile. Let us suffuse our day with the gentle love of bubbles. Gently touching, gently speaking to everyone we come in contact with. Never knowing if that person may be an angel, maybe love, maybe Jesus, maybe Allah, maybe Muhammad, come back to see how we are doing with each of their messages of love. Let us circle all of the weapons that are on this planet with bubbles of love so that the soldiers' hearts begin to lighten and they recognize that they have squirt guns. Let us diffuse every missile so that if it would explode, it would explode with an effervescent group of bubbles bringing happiness and love. To each of us. Let us look to the hungry and let us share. Let's insist that they eat and let's insist that they eat first. Let us look to the homeless. And make certain that if they choose, there is a place for them to sleep that is dry and safe. Let us become responsible for all people, not just our families. Let us feel an obligation to guide others in love by sharing and believing in their value their worth. Oh, I could sit in the pool of energy that you are all creating for me in silence with you. Unfortunately, radio is not conducive to silence. But let us together take three deep final breaths, breathing in, I am loved, and breathing out through your mouth, I am love. Breathing in. Embracing the peace of love. Breathing out, I am love. Breathing in. Embracing the wonder of you, I am loved. Breathing out, I am love.
Have you ever wondered about Om? It's really kind of a mind-cleansing word, just as Amen is. When you say those words, they fill your mind and keep you from thinking about the distractions of life. But we need to remember, my friends, that it doesn't take a lot of time to connect with God because God, love is right there waiting to reconnect. Waiting to reconnect. There's a Toluga proverb, which is a Hindu proverb, that if given with love, a handful is sufficient. So as we go forward today, let us give with love, even if only a handful, even if only one penny. Do not justify not sharing because it's not enough, because everything is enough. Everything. There's a Zohar statement. Zohar is a Jewish mystical philosophy, I guess is the right word. I'm not quite sure. That was passed by word of mouth for hundreds perhaps thousands of years. And it states that God will one day reestablish the world and strengthen the spirit of men so that they may prolong their days forever. An interesting idea, prolonging our days forever. And that brings us back to our topic about the things that our parents taught to us whether it's about BM, space creams, or what other, other life lessons. What is that our parents taught us about surviving in this world? I would really like to hear what some of you have to say about your parents' teachings. The call-in number is 646-595-3584. And I'm hoping you'll call in and join with me today to help us have a dialogue instead of my monologue. 646-595-3584. It's a little bit confusing to me about whether that, in fact, is a toll-free number, but uh, I hope that you will call. I'm not going to promise you it's toll-free, but I am going to promise you that your words, if you feel motivated to call in today, your words are needed to make this program all it can be. Once again, 646-595-3584. I'm sitting here right now waiting for my mom and dad to come. We've been moving into a house that is way too much for one person. It's kind of an interesting thing that I'm in this house because it is truly, truly beautiful. And I'm hoping someday to use it as an assembling place for people to come and talk about love. And right now, I want you to know that each and every one of you are invited to come. It's in Calusa, California. The address is 1120 10th Street, and I look forward to seeing you. I cannot understand in my wildest dreams why I have been blessed with this wonderful, wonderful dwelling. It's so protected. It is so unique. It is so beautiful. And if you can hear, there's a lot of traffic going by outside. And yet I have this secluded, beautiful space. And I make less money than I've ever made in a long, long, long time. And yet this dwelling came to me. And for that, I thank God. I have one room that I've made a prayer room. So what does this have to do with lessons from our parents? Well, my parents taught me to share. My mother taught me 
to treasure the moment and to see the beauty in it. We didn't really have a lot in our lives when I was growing up, but if I look around, we had more than enough, my friends. We were blessed. We had so much, so very, very much. We were blessed. Even though my dad didn't make a lot of money, my mom had the ability to make the moment glisten and to make our homes clean and attractive, and that was our life. You know, not a lot of things, but enough things that we had life experiences and that we enjoyed life. And as I've told you in the past in one of the programs, we also had enough always to share. When I was a kid in Whittier, California, that's Los Angeles County, yes, that is where Tricky Dicky was born. In fact, waiting for this, this is truly amazing. My mom was a housekeeper, and she cleaned house for someone related to Richard Nixon, I guess his law partner or something. And so the first couch that I ever had in my life was a couch that had been in the law firm of Richard Nixon and this other person that I bought for $50, which was a lot of money in those days, I realize now. But how amazing, huh? So when we lived in Whittier, Whittier is about 20 miles, maybe a little bit less from Los Angeles, but it's it's not an easy trip. And there was a man who one Sunday showed up on our front porch. My parents taught us to share. And my mom always made pancakes on Sundays. Kind of an interesting thing. What a wonderful, wonderful thing to have those hot pancakes. And so my mom would make these pancakes every Sunday morning. And this man showed up, and he smelled a lot like alcohol. And uh, I think, I'm not sure, he just smelled a lot like alcohol. Let's just leave it at alcohol. And it turned out that he had a son who lived in Whittier. So the man came to our house one Sunday, and my dad and mom uh, invited him in, and they gave him pancakes and eggs, and he joined in our family celebration that day. And then he told my dad that he wanted to see his son. It was totally unbelievable to my parents that a child would not want to see their parent. Unbelievable. Now, that's not to say that there aren't times when we need to have boundaries from people. There are. And there are times when we need to have boundaries from our parents, probably, and boundaries for our children, and boundaries about what we will give. But being with your family... Being with your family, just your physical presence. Mm, That's a pretty hard thing for us to have imagined. We grew up understanding the concept of unconditional love. Absolute unconditional love. There is nothing I could do that would make my parents not love me. Nothing. And nothing they could do that would make me not love them. Because in the end, my friends, each and everything that happens in life is designed to help us be who we are right now. We needed it all to get to this place, whatever this place is. So here we have this man show up on our front porch and he has his pancakes and my dad goes to the phone and he calls the man's son. Your father's here. The man makes clear to my dad that he has nothing to do with his father and wants 
nothing to do with his father, who's an alcoholic. And so my dad, rather than his son, drives the man back to Skid Row to the rescue mission there, which it turns out is where he lives. So that happens one Sunday. And then a couple weeks later, on our front porch comes the man again, once again smelling like alcohol. I think he cleaned up for these visits, though. I don't have a recollection of him smelling badly other than smelling like alcohol. Once again, my dad and mom invited him in to our house and fed him. Once again, when the meal was completed, my dad called the man. Now, we were not wealthy people, and even though gasoline was only like 15 or 20 cents a gallon in those days, 19.9, I think, it was still 19.9 cents per gallon for a man who worked for the post office and was paid a wage that my friends was only slightly above or it was slightly below, excuse me, the poverty level for a family of four at the time. And my mom, as I said, cleaned houses for people to help supplement that, to make pancakes on Sunday mornings possible with all of the fun and excitement of them. And so my dad called the man's father, and my dad explained that it was difficult for us to take him back to Los Angeles to the rescue mission and to leave him there. It was difficult financially, but it was also difficult emotionally for my parents to do that. My parents have never turned their back on someone in need of help. Never, not for a second. They never talked about having bowel movements every day. They never talked about putting on face cream. But they always led with love. The son didn't care. My dad asked him, can't you just take your dad back? So my dad took him back and with great pain, had to tell him not to come again. That we couldn't afford it. Now, did the man show up again? Sure, he did. He he showed up at least once more, possibly twice more. And my dad had to become more strong in telling him we could not take him back and we could not make his son want to see him. And that, I know, broke my parents' spirit a bit. Not their loving spirit, not their commitment to people, but just pained them that they could not do anything to alleviate this person's lack of family. For a while there, we kids thought he was going to become part of our family, but that didn't happen. And I guess we're thankful for that, that it didn't. But that had a shaping influence on me. And I can tell you stories over and over and over again of things my parents have done that showed me that we should lead with love. Was my family perfect? Oh, by no means. No, my friends. It was not perfect. I did not have a perfect childhood. There were things that happened that are despicable to me. But they are things that needed to happen in order for me to be who I am and for me to lead in love. Who knows what I would have been if it was a different life. And I firmly believe, and I've told my friends, that before I joined this body, God sat down with me, love sat down with me and said, Mara, although my name was not Mara, 
because I'm just a part of God. I'm just a soul that's part of the broken up God coming to experience things and to choose a path of light despite all that happens. And so God said, Mara, this is the life I would like you to take on. And I want to know, do you think you could live this life and keep your eye on the ball? Could you live a life where these things happen to you and still react and show people love? Could you do it? And the choice was mine, my friends. And I said, sure. I could do it. And there may have been times when I was a little bit down, but I did it. Because the glory of love, of God, of being a part of that energy is so much more immense than any paltry thing that has happened in my life. And you can do it too. For those of you out there right now who do not have good lives going for you. You can do it. You can do it. You are enough. You are valued. You are treasured. You are special. You are enough. And you can keep going forward even though life may have dealt you a hand that is not right now looking like a winner because you are a winner. So why do our parents teach us all these things? Once again, because they recognize innately in their spirit that the day will come when God will reestablish his place and that our human bodies can survive if we can separate ourselves from the disease of believing that we have been wronged. If we can let go of the need to blame. If we can open our hearts to the possibility that everything is just the way it's supposed to be. Everything our high moments and our low moments are designed to help us get to the very moment that we are in. And we are the masters of that moment. We can take it, expand it, make it more. Or not. And if not, there's another moment waiting right there to come on, to fill in the time, to begin the process of love. We are revolutionaries in love. We are enough. Well, here we are with 11 minutes remaining no calls, and I am wondering what I'm going to say more. Without Bob here, I talk too fast, I think. Now we have 10 minutes. I'm almost overjoyed at the prospect of only 10 minutes more to talk, and I guess the thing is I'm not quite sure what more I can say about how special you are and how you may not see it because you are clinging to how you have been wronged. I guess that's called victimization. Some of us take our definition from the fact that we have been victims of life. We enjoy the attention that we get from reminding people of the negative things that have happened in our lives. And we lose track of the value 
of the good things. We lose track of the idea that if we project ourselves as a victim, we invite victim energy to ourselves. We invite people to see us as a victim. And we are settling for less than is our due. We are settling for less than is our due. I'm going to start the Winds of Peace by um, Lynn, Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli. And I'm going to give you a few moments to meditate and to think about your specialness. Breathe in together. And I want you to call together to yourself and look at those things that you believe make you less than you are. I want you to feel visible feather light quality of those things. I want you to pull them into your hand. Pull it onto your palm and feel how light those things from the past really are. And now I want you to take your lips and I want you to blow your eyes. 
that energy coming to you. Dredge up, pull up from your chakras, pull up from your body. All of the things that make you want to be a victim. Pull them up. Pull the burden up. Feel your hands getting heavy. Heavy with all of that negative, ugly drudge. Pull it up. Pull it up. And now, hold your hands out as this illuminate light comes towards you and begins to circle around you. And now, imagine there outstretched and turn your palms down my friends fill the palms of love with all that makes you feel less than and as you're doing that I want you to look at love and say love I hate that this all happened to me but I know that had any of this not happened, I would not be in this moment right now releasing this to you and filling myself up with your light. Things would not be as they are had everything not happened to me as it did. Release the negativity, my friends, and know that it is a part of life's journey that brought you to this place right now where you are here with me and with each other and that together we are going to use the strength that we've gained from all that life has dealt us to take our journey forward in peace. We are going to use that strength. We are going to look at the new dawn. We're going to listen to Lisa Lynn and George Tortorelli, the dawn, and know that we are enough. As we feel love walking, away with those things that made us think we are not enough, leaving behind for us the residual energy of being loved, of being valued, of being enough. We feel ourselves suffused, surrounded by loving light. We do not have to talk about how we've been wronged because each time we've been wronged, each time we have suffered, we have grown stronger by recognizing the frailty in the person who has wronged us. We have stopped calibrating wrong. We have stopped making some wrongs worse than others we have recognized that we survived. And now we reach up our arms above our head, reaching for the lustrous beauty of being our highest selves. The chance is here, my friends. We are delivered. We are delivered from the past. And we have now a new dawn. A new dawn in which to put to use all of the lessons our parents have taught us. Let us close our circle of love today with these words. I am enough. I am uniquely created, divinely inspired. Namaste, my friends. Namaste.
May love enfold you.